All right. It looks like we are live. Hey, this is Brent Leary and sheltering in place for, I guess this is like week eight or nine or something like that. But I'm having so many great conversations in this one. I have to tell you, I've been doing this one-on-one -on -one series for small business trends for 10 years. It'll be 10 years in September. And I, I couldn't believe this is the first time I'm having my friend Rodney Clark uh, join me for this. Rodney is the vice president of IoT and mixed reality for Microsoft. So I am very happy to welcome Rodney today. Thanks for joining me, man. Brent, good to be here. And I'm also very surprised that this is the first time I've gotten an invitation <laughs> in 10 years. Just oh, wait a minute. Now, I don't know about <laughs> He's always flying around. See, this is one of the things about sheltering in place. It's kind of a little easier to find people uh, right now. But hey, uh, I know it's early out there. So thanks again for making time. I wanted to talk to you about what's going on with IoT and mixed reality, uh, and particularly in this time period and how what's going on now impacts that. But before we jump into that, just give people a little bit of your background. Yeah, and, and again, in all seriousness, thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure and an honor as a fan of, of, of BBC. Uh, it's actually <laughs> just really, really good to, 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 to be here uh, and share. So I am a uh, longtime uh, industry, uh, technology industry veteran. Uh, I've worked at two companies my entire career. IBM for the first uh, eight and a half, nine years of my career, and I've been at Microsoft for 21. Uh, I've had a number of responsibilities at the company, uh, sales and marketing at the core, uh, but I've worked in engineering and product teams. Uh, I've worked in business development where we manage uh, large acquisitions and, and work across our engineering teams to bring products and services to market. I've worked in small and medium business. I've worked across public sector uh, for the last six years i've been in the same office but i've had a job that's been uh changing as fast as the industry is changing and that's been uh, in iot and specifically iot and mixed reality so for the last six years i've been driving our outward sales uh, and marketing engagement for the company around the internet of things and mixed reality well let's let's talk about uh, let's let's talk about iot um and you said you've been doing this for over six years what has been the evolution of IoT over those six years? And let's let's maybe say over the six years before uh, coronavirus hit. Yeah, let, let's let's go let's go pre uh, COVID nineteen for sure. And you know, IoT has been around for for years. It's a it's not a, a, a Microsoft phenomenon by any means, but I'll I'll tell it through the lens of of kind of Microsoft uh, history for more than. You know, 30 years uh, now, we've been providing and supporting these fixed purpose devices with our Windows embedded operating system. Uh, you go back to the early days of CE uh, and some of the HP handhelds. You go back to some of those industrial scenarios with a Beckhoff and a Siemens that were really looking for, you know, runtime or near, near runtime scenarios to, to, to actually manage and to control. Uh, some of their industrial devices. Well, that business matured uh, over years. When I stepped into the role, uh, what we started seeing is that more and more of those embedded systems were talking to each other, machine to machine, uh, communicating critical data and information. And you started, uh, you know, sensor fabric started to, to, to develop. 
and we started getting into you know heavier compute gateways that could aggregate a lot of that data and information. When we saw that, we we, we said, look, if if the if, if machine to machine is 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 now because of connectivity is now a reality, um, then we we should be in a position to extend data platforms with these same customers and partners that we've been building these embedded systems with. At about that same time in our company, we developed something uh, as part of our Azure core services called the Intelligent System Service, which was uh, as simple as an SDK on an edge device that facilitated machine to machine that then got you into a broader set of data services. From there, Azure IoT was born and we started investing and accelerating the set of services, getting to uh, ingestion engines, things like Azure IoT Hub, uh, getting into uh, you know IoT Central, you know simple device management uh, uh, scenario and solution, you know cloud-based. And so over that, you know, starting with that, you know, from from, from our perspective, that, that that simple machine to machine, as as cloud and connectivity businesses started to grow and accelerate. Uh, we started to see that specific need for, you know, data-rich, data-intensive environments coming from the edge and then building a set of solutions and capabilities that can help you interpret and analyze that information. And so that's what's happened over the last six years. And in that same time, we've gone from selling bits and pieces to partners and customers to building solutions with them. And our core platforms and services being kind of underlying to their platforms and services. You know, you take something like uh, Siemens MindSphere, uh, Azure being, you know, kind of the, the underpinnings of that. You take PTC's ThingWorks. And while ThingWorks is a great platform in and of itself, you know, we enable that through Azure and Azure IoT. So uh, longer answer, Brent, but given the format, I, I thought I'd go into a little bit of uh, a little more of the history. No, I appreciate it. That's great. And, and now talk about what mixed reality is, because some folks that you know, we've heard of augmented reality, we've heard of virtual reality. What What's mixed reality? Where does that fit in? Yeah, mixed reality is is, is interesting to define because you still have, I think, probably, uh, you know, kind of current definitions of AR get closer to mixed reality. But in all cases, what, what it's referring to is this merging of the physical world and the digital worlds. If nothing else sticks in the definition, let that be the thing that sticks. Uh, for us, it is a way to uh, accelerate and enhance human capabilities. Uh, it's a way to visualize data and interact, and interact with the environment uh, in ways that, that, that feel uh, you know, uh, extremely human, extremely natural. Um, this isn't uh, a virtual setting. This is you're in and you're manipulating objects. You know, things like object rendering, object recognition. We have a service in spatial anchors where, you know, you can you can really create uh, a space and you can go back into uh, and you can anchor, you know, objects in that space and you can go in and you can manipulate them, uh, you know, with, with dexterity. Uh, with one hand, two hand. So this notion of, of mixed reality and then everything that HoloLens brings on top of that as, 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 as a hero uh, device uh, is, is, in essence, is in essence created this business opportunity that we see. And again, 
there are pure definitions of, of, of mixed reality, but for the sake of this uh, conversation, uh, I'll stop there. It's a topic that, I, that we need another. By the way, if I'm invited back in, in the next 10 years, you know, I'd, like to, I'd like to go deeper uh, into, into that area. But, you know, uh, this, me- this management of equipment or objects uh, and, and being able to, to just, just, just manipulate these things as you would in, in the physical world is the essence of mixed reality. Uh, first of all, let me already extend that invitation. We have a few witnesses now. Uh, actually, I've ha- I had uh, a couple of conversations uh, over the past year with some other folks on Microsoft around mixed reality on the CRM side of the house to talk about it from yep. a customer engagement perspective. Yep. And, and it, ironically, I find that Microsoft is really the only one really lead, that feels like leading the charge with all the different ways that mixed reality could uh, you know, be integrated, not just you know from a consumer perspective, but also from you know, an industrial perspective, and also from Absolutely. you know an, an enterprise employee working experience. And so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to hear uh, more about that. Um, but also, you know, we're currently in this pandemic, and some things that I've I've saw is like, man, this 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 looks like this is something where. Uh, it may accelerate the adoption of IoT and, and being able to use these smart devices at the edge. And and one thing I can't remember the name of the company, but uh, they do smart thermometers. Uh-huh. And I think I lost you, Brent. I am live. Okay, there. I see you. There we go. I, I don't know what happened there, but uh, I'm just going to go back. I was saying that I, I saw this smart uh, th- uh, thermometer company. I think they have at least hundreds of thousands of these thermometers out there. And during the pandemic, they started doing this like this uh, trace to see where uh, they saw the body temperatures of people that use their th- thermometers in, in locations spike and they were trying to determine well if they see the thermometer i mean the you know the the uh, temperatures of these people using their thermometers in in certain locations spike that may be something related to coronavirus and i'm like i'm i'm, I'm guessing that this is going to be a significant impact on how we use iot that comes out of this but i wanted to hear what you're seeing and what you're thinking around that yeah, let me let me start with the the thermometer uh, uh, example, by the way, and and then I'll, I'll tie it in even to the to the mixed reality solution and scenario. I think in uh, in, in in every case, uh, COVID has has created an opportunity for uh, for massive change in in, in the healthcare uh, system. Uh, we've seen um, ventilator production uh, in the last three four months that is worth traditionally seven, eight years uh, in terms of volume. 
Um, and, you know, the, uh, we had, a, you know, an example of that. There was this ventilator challenge in the UK, which is a consortium of, 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 of major UK industrial technology and in engineering companies um, across all sectors like uh, aerospace, automotive, including medical. Um, the, the, the HoloLens was actually used uh, along with a set of, of absent scenarios to create and capture training. Uh, this guided instruct you know, guided workers and had an instruction set on how to basically produce the ventilators and then ultimately how to install them wow. through the use of something like guides or PTCs, Euphoria, Expert Capture. Now, the interesting thing there, and then tying it into your, your mixed reality statement, Dynamics 365, like remote assist, is a big part mm -hmm. of that. Uh, Dynamics 365's guides in terms of training module is a big part of that. But what it did is it enabled basically those tools as well as this mixed reality device enabled the, the, the manufacturing or the acceleration of these ventilators. Now, if I, if I connect that to the thermometer solution and scenario, what you will see uh, and what we have seen in working with partners, uh, you know, GE is a great example, another one where, where we accelerated a ventilator production. And then we also, through a cloud and data platform, uh, enable them to better see and monitor patient data and information so they could start to, you know, aggregate trends. They can start to recognize some of those anomalies uh, and they could treat more effectively uh, in the hospital. That extends and will extend into telemedicine. Uh, and this is, you know, you think about the edge points the ability to collect and leverage that information and data, share it in a secure way that 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 incorporates all the elements and aspects of of privacy. That's what IoT is bringing and delivering from the manufacturing of those devices and making sure we have the secure, connected uh, endpoint along with the patient experience, be it an app on the phone uh, or some other uh, uh, tool that you would log into from the hospital. And then ultimately that care provider being able to manage that information and data uh, while protecting privacy. Those are the types of scenarios that are, that are being accelerated because of COVID-19. Yeah. Those, th that's great how you were able to tie that all together because you, you think about these devices are at the edge, they're being used, they're able to collect data and then transmit that data almost in real time. And I guess in certain uh, circumstances and because we're able to get not only probably get data that we never would have gotten before, uh, but we're also able to get it in real time and we're able to aggregate it and have it analyzed with the machine learning to really provide near real time opportunities to solve problems. And yep. Yep. we see that as a big thing. Now, what do you see? You know, after we get through the crush, you know, hopefully get to the other side of the uh, the pandemic. But how do you think what the other side is going to look like after we get through there? Yeah, let me let me try and, and, and do a, like a concise three three examples, and I'll do it across just for the audience across maybe industries. And I'll start again. I'll do a healthcare scenario. You know, we we have a uh, you know a company uh, in a partnership with uh, PCL. 
uh, construction company and also data company. They're now a software company in addition to, to what they've done traditionally, uh, as well as Insight. Uh, it's a portable care unit. Uh, and today it's used in healthcare, which is basically an old shipping container uh, that's retrofitted into uh, a station where they can test people securely. And so think of a line forming and being able through thermal sensing to detect temperature of someone in line and being able to have kind of a pre-diagnosis before they actually get up to the window. That could also manage uh, social distancing so that they can record and take information on, on whether or not that that's a potential cause. So take that solution and just extend that to entertainment venues. What's a large stadium? When you go and see your beloved Rams and you go and walk into the stadium where there are thousands of people, wouldn't you want to see in the future some type of scenario where they are doing some level of, 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 of monitoring of, 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 of that minimum temperature. So that, that portable solution actually extends into, you know, entertainment. It might extend into retail scenarios. That's like that, that forever changes how we do things and in retail also just forever, you know, impacted and affected by this, that traditional retail. Um, we are getting asked uh, questions on, Hey, how do we take that same, you know, in-store experience and, and create, you know, data-rich environments online. Now, there are companies who have mastered this as it relates to analytics, but now how do I personalize that to Rodney Clark or Brent Leary? Uh, because now that's the opportunity that I have. And how do I leverage uh, if a consumer opts in, you know, their information that they're able to share with me to create that experience? Uh, that's another significant change. I'll do two more really quickly. I mean, cashless. Oh my gosh, the, 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 the half of the world is cashless, and we're not. Uh, we're going to see an acceleration of cashless, and, as well as no touch uh, uh, retail. Uh, and so you have, you know, uh, stores like a uh, Kroger or a Target that have relied for years on the NCRs, or you have, uh, you know, ATMs that will just be different experiences now uh, that allow you to you know, engage and interact with, with voice, with gesture, uh, you know, through, through coding. And IoT is, 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 is kind of at the foundation of all of that because it's, 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 it's that interaction with an endpoint and it's the management of the data, the analytics, and the information. Um, so there are other, you know, uh, just really impactful scenarios. You know, one last one that maybe that I'll talk through is uh, smart city. Uh, and and ultimately how we how we will will, will manage ourselves uh, in this post COVID world. Now this one is tough because there's a lot of privacy concerns with it, uh, but you do want to manage how crowds gather and where they gather uh, over time, uh, and and you want to be able to create safe spaces for people to do that. Uh, and one of the ways to do that, there are two, there's many ways, but one of the ways to do that is just to uh, it is, is through data uh, and information uh, and, 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 and using data and information to create more of those spaces and spreading out where maybe there's one park in a, in a two kilometer radius. Maybe it provides uh, the, the traffic flow that's being you know, collected from cameras. Maybe it provides the city an opportunity to put in another park in that same you know, 2K radius. Smart grid and smart energy management. Hey, we're all at home, man. I am tapping the heck out of my grid, right? 
right now, I'm not sure if we lost connectivity on Wi-Fi because this is a popular time in my house. Everyone's online. But look, <laughs> all, you know, uh, lights are on. You know, AC is going to be on for longer during the day. And so we're getting a lot of requests uh, as well from cities around, you know, how to basically manage their grids uh, and some of the technologies that we use to do that. So there are a number of areas that will, will forever be impacted and affected by this. All right. So one, I want to walk into a stadium and just see the Rams win. That's that's that's. The first thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's my main objective. I mean, a little a little heat over there. That's okay. Are we winning? That's that's the thing. Um, but um, yeah, no. Let me let me switch it up a little bit. That I mean, first of all, those are there's so many use cases that, that are coming to mind, and you just really some of the, the really foundational ones are right there but i want to change it up a little bit because usually you're a guy who's all always on the go you're traveling a lot and you have a lot of folks that you know work with you and and you go to you know see them you have a lot of customers you go to see but you've been sheltering in place for how long now yeah since the since the first week of march wow all right so work from home and travel talk a little bit about that and how you've had to adapt due to what's going on? Yeah, the, uh, I have a, thanks for asking that question. Uh, I have a large global team, uh, as you know. Um, and anytime I hear the term work from home, it, it has so many different contexts for me. And whenever we start, I, I always just want to remind people that uh, work from home should not mean work all the time. Uh, that's, the, that's the first piece whenever I hear that term, because we are, we are being taxed in different ways. And, uh, you know, I, I do miss that traditional five minutes between meetings where I'm walking from conference room to conference room. Uh, and it, that, that mental respite that that provides is amazing. And then we're now in much more of a virtual setting. So I'm always reminding my team, like, take that time that you need uh, because, if you don't set those boundaries in place, given this, uh, if you don't put boundaries in place, given this new, uh, you know, environment that we're in, I can have a tremendous impact. Uh, so let me talk about the plane. Like I, I love to connect with, uh, with, with my teams. I love to connect with our partners and customers. Obviously uh, we've had to uh, do this a little differently. You know, when this first started and, 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 you know, beyond what we were seeing in China, because, because of my global team, I was already managing and monitoring the situation in China, as, as my entire company was, the, the second thought, uh, and, and I'll get away from the seriousness of, of the impact and, and the pandemic in China for a second to make these next few comments, but the second thought was, oh man, what happens to my Delta status? You know, like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm Mr. Clark on Delta. Uh, and, and part of that was like, uh, you know, I, I enjoy traveling and connecting uh, with the team. So we've had to do it uh, a lot differently uh, through through teams, uh, you know, for, for us uh, at Microsoft, super proud of, of, of what we've seen uh, with teams. We've had over 200 million meeting participants in, in a single day this month. Uh, and that's a world that's a that's a global statement. Four point one billion meeting minutes. You know, what teams has provided us is an opportunity to connect uh, in ways that we hadn't before. And because because I'm not on planes. You know, because I'm not in, in in Tokyo for three days with the team and with our partners, 
you know, we're missing that connection. So look, we've created virtual environments to connect. Uh, if I'm if I'm in Tokyo or, or or if I'm in Taipei, you know, a typical evening out with the team and one of those three days would be dinner with the team, dinner with the partner, and then late night, you know, karaoke. Uh, so we've created karaoke sessions in the afternoons. We've got <laughs> coffee chats uh, in the morning. Uh, next week, uh, you know, for our connection, we're going to do a barbecue series. Uh, hey, you're welcome to join. I don't know if you if you like St. Louis barbecue or what you know, like what your thing is, but but you I'm going to got Kansas City. You got all Carolina, right, all right, all right. Texas. We we can do it all. But we're we're going very specific <laughs> next week. But those are the types of you know without all the travel. Uh, that's how uh, we're bringing you know uh, folks are letting us into their homes. And I've met more parents, cats and dogs, kids uh, than than I ever would have, which is awesome. Hey, it's just a new way that we're doing things, and 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 just so fortunate and blessed to to be. Uh, you know, in a company that uh, that places a high value on that, and the yeah. fact that we're able to have the tools to to stay connected even without all the travel. Just want to uh, mention a shout out you just got from somebody you probably haven't heard from in a while. Do you remember uh, Dwayne Torrance from the Atlanta Tribune? Oh yeah, of course. Hey, Dwayne. <laughs> uh, Dwayne says it's good to hear Rodney again. <laughs> All right. It, in this case, it's it's good to be heard. And thank you, Dwayne. We have to we have to reconnect. Absolutely. OK. I know, man, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Uh, I know you got a busy schedule ahead of you today, but give us, uh, you know, what you think companies should be doing now in order to prepare for when we do get past this and be in a position to take full advantage of some of the things that we're talking about. Yeah, I think I think all of us should be, uh, and and, I, and I'm going to answer this, Brent, from the two points of view and perspectives. One is like from a Microsoft perspective, and when I say Microsoft, in this case, I mean companies that can help small businesses and other enterprises, and and overall communities, you know, kind of snap back to normal. And then I want to give some guidance to uh, to to those companies. If, if I think about a company's responsibility. There's there's a community support that we all have to lean in on. There's remote working support. We've got to make sure that we are supporting our families uh, who have a burden on on educating children. And again, this this notion of of work from home doesn't mean work all the time. There's a ton that we can be doing to lean in on 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 these data systems and solutions and and providing the tech expertise that allows these companies to take the next step. I think that acceleration out of this is about digital transformation. Mm -hmm. We already have a shortage of data scientists because of these non-traditional tech companies that have, have, have taken on this, 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 this notion of, of being software and services companies on their own. We have a lot of companies out there that need help through this DT, this digital transformation journey. Uh, and then where you can, and you've seen, uh, uh, you know, a lot of companies lean in on the, on the research uh, aspect and really getting behind cures, be they uh, preventative or, or diagnostic. 
Uh, and so where companies can do that, uh, we should, we should do that. So those are, those are kind of like the, the super high level, like how we come out of this together. I think we also, uh, and this is now kind of guidance and advice to those who are in the retail space, to those who are in manufacturing, uh, to those who are planning these smart cities, you have to think beyond where we are currently. And if you want to differentiate, you have to think about the experience that you want to provide your consumers, your customers. That stadium experience is a great example. We've got, you know, our, our you know, we're uh, the, the Seahawks stadium here. Uh, I won't mention it because it would be a plug for a brand. Um, uh, they need to be thinking about how they are going to make every single participant, every single customer that comes through those gates feel safe. Uh, if you're in a retail environment, you've got to think about this cashless, no-touch uh, experience. Um, our commercial real estate uh, companies have to think about how they manage you know, their tenants and their business portfolios and profiles moving forward. So the thing that that every company can do. And by the way, these, the, you know, I really have been impressed with a lot of these event management companies. You and I were talking a little earlier about, you know, how much you spend on time you spend on the road and going to these live events. Wow. Has it not forced these traditional experiential companies to get really focused on online and virtual that's seeing around corners. And if there is not a natural process to, to, to slow down and do that planning for companies in all industries, especially for those who are, who are small and mid-sized who, who probably think they don't have the time to do it. This is the time to do it. That's how we come out of it. When you get to a point where you're asking questions and you don't have the answers, then that's when you turn back to the Microsofts of the world to help you with the, the, the kind of four or five things that I laid out previously. So, you know, super lofty answer, but uh, it, it, it's not a simple one, I know. Uh, and, and I want, uh, you know, your audience and these companies to know that we're here to help. Uh, Rodney C at Microsoft.com. Uh, if there's anything that, that I can do, any way that I can put you in contact uh, to, to help you be successful on, on, on this on this new wave, this next wave, then, then I'm all in. Rodney, uh, it's been really a pleasure seeing you again and hearing from you and we are definitely not going to be a decade uh, into doing this <laughs> at another time because I am really fascinated by mixed reality and the impact it can have not only on customer experience and engagement, but also on employee experience and, and some of the other things you outlined. And it is good to, I mean, I, you know, I focus on the CRM industry, so I, I speak to a lot of different vendors, but I, I am serious when I say Microsoft is really the only one that has really address this at some length and at some detail. And I'm I'm wondering why that's the case because it seems to be extremely important, particularly more so I think coming out of what we're going through right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And let, let's do get some time on that, uh, Brent, because, you know, again, I think, you know, I mentioned enhancing human capabilities. I mentioned things like managing spaces, managing objects, you know, it goes to, you know, mixed reality to worker safety. Uh, it goes to, you know, how you manage uh, and, and pick orders. It goes to, um, you know, uh, training uh, uh, and, and it, of, of nurses, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, not, not to, 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 to go on, but Case Western University uh, and 
their remote learning efforts, again, using and leveraging some of the tools that we talked about earlier, but doing things differently and leveraging mixed reality uh, to, to help facilitate uh, the, the ongoing training of our nurses wow. because we need them critically, right? <laughs> Desperately. So, how, how, do you, how do you train in this environment where the people that are, that are, that are you know, to be doing the training are, are tied up managing uh, patients? And that's where something, again, like mixed reality and Case Western uh, Reserve University really dug in. So yeah, let's, let's spend some more time digging into a few scenarios there uh, at, a, at a later date. Absolutely. Let me give a, a quick shout out to Adina Apostulo, who uh, is the person at Microsoft on the Dynamics uh, 365, the CRM side of the house. She's the one that kind of walked me through and, and got me, wow, Microsoft is really doing some interesting stuff. So I want to definitely send a shout out to her. But hey, really appreciate it. We will definitely do this again. And uh, great. Uh, have a rest, great rest of the day and stay safe and healthy. All the Rodney Clark family. <laughs> Thanks, Brent. You do the same. Take care. All right, man. Thanks.